0: It's time, it's time, time time to get in the zone, time to
1: get in the zone
0: with the 49ers web zone. This is the no huddle podcast with Al Zane and Brian.
1: What is up everybody? Welcome to Odyssey Sports 49ers web zone, no huddle podcast. I am Brian Renick. I am joined by the one and only Zane Nakfi. And later on in this episode, I will be joined by a special guest. Matt Barrows, beat writer for the 49ers over at The Athletic. But before we get to Matt, Zane, it's a big matchup this weekend. It's the return of the Mac, the 49ers versus the Florida Niners. The Dolphins are coming to Levi Stadium. I will be there. I'm excited. How are you feeling about this game?
0: I expect detailed notes. The next show that we have, when we have a rap show or a game game after game show you you want to i want to see a full notepad i want to see everything i want to know what mike mcdaniel was wearing i want to know what shoes he was wearing i want to know what length his sleeves were i want to know everything
1: and i know you're
0: going to give us that great information i I really do
1: but absolutely it's supposed to be raining this weekend possibly yes yes so he might be wearing he might be wearing rain gear but we'll see and it's interesting that you you point that out as we dive right into this game.
0: Dive, rain, huh? wet water. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Uh, but as we as we get into this game, and it's interesting to me because this is the first time that either of these teams have faced an opponent of this caliber. And you can argue that the Niners face the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are, are mm-hmm. better than the Dolphins, and I would agree, but they were not at full strength. There were several players that were injured that are now coming
1: back. The 49ers Jimmy, were not at full strength. Correct. They were not yeah. at full
0: strength. And yeah. they were just starting to work Christian McCaffrey into the fold. We didn't know what the offense would look like. This was that stretch where the defense was was really banged up and not playing well, right? The Atlanta-KC stretch, and they were, they were struggling there. It's a yeah. different defense now, and it's a different sort For of sure. feel to the team as well. Jimmy's been playing better, although he didn't have a, a stellar game, but the offensive line kind of contributed to that. And now you throw in this rain factor and what's the thing that's going to slow down a really fast and speedy team? It's it's inclement weather and the team that can run the ball and play defense typically has an advantage in that circumstance. So I'm really excited to see how they stack up against this team because the last super high flying team that they play played again was the Chiefs and, and they didn't really perform that well. So yeah. this is another kick at the can for a team that's really talented i'm nobody everybody knows that there's no secret on this show that you and i are big mike mcdaniel stands right yes absolutely for sure so what he's done down there has been phenomenal and tua has been playing very jimmy ask if you will right they have similar statistics and they have similar sort of things that they're asked to do in the offense tua has more mobility Mm -hmm. to him but really they kind of found Lightning in the bottle with Mike McDaniel, and, and I'm actually happy to see the success that they've had of there. A lot of smack talk coming out of Miami, though. It's really funny to see that Woo. because guys that we like, like Mostert and Jeff Wilson, and and yeah. for some reason Trent Sh- Trent Sherfield Shur- got into the mix. I don't know if he's even seen the, seen <laughs> right. the field this year. Right? One year,
1: but, one year, forty nine or Trent Sherfield.
0: Yeah, it's it's just weird, yeah. but it's going to be a really fun game because I I like these types of games, these measuring stick games, because if you come out on top, it's a really huge confidence boost for your team. And if you lose by a little bit, still a confidence boost because it shows that you can hang in there. I think that it'll be a close game. I think it'll be back and forth. I don't know if it's going to be a track meet again because of the weather. And I think that Kyle's really going to try to control the pace of this game. Concern that I do have Elijah Mitchell, as we know by now, is out several more weeks with another, with another MCL injury. He's on the IR. Yeah. So it's basically McCaffrey. And our favorite, one of our favorites, Jordan Mason, that, that are going to be in the backfield for the Niners here and and we'll have to see what they do with the running game. The offensive line did not have a good showing last game. And I'm hoping it was because of the short week, the weird week with Mexico, they get a chance to reset They're at home, which is an advantage. And I I mean, off to the races, I'm, I'm set, man. I'm ready to go.
1: Yeah. The cool thing about this game is it feels high stakes just because it's, you know, the return of Mike McDaniel. Mm -hmm. It is an eight and three dolphins team, which means like you said, it is a measuring stick game, right? You've got an opponent who is, playing really well right now. You've got an offense uh, that's coming in uh, ranked uh, number uh, two overall in uh, offensive DVOA. But the nice thing about this game as well is even if you lose this game, which I'm I'm hoping they don't, obviously. I want the 49ers to win every game that they're in. I want them to go undefeated every season. But um, if you lose this game, it doesn't have a ton of impact on your playoff chances right the the 49ers have a full game up on Seattle now which is nice there's a little bit of a buffer there obviously we don't want to lose that buffer Uh, but this is a non-conference game Uh, there aren't any teams that the 49ers will be battling for playoff positioning um, where a loss to this team matters right so Mm -hmm. in all reality it's it feels like a bigger deal than it is uh, in terms of of magnitude when you think about just thinking about this game, but more I think I think ultimately it's like you said a measuring stick game. You know, it's a Kyle Shanahan versus Kyle Shanahan disciple, right? All of those cool storylines, but in the grand scheme of the twenty twenty two season, not the biggest not the biggest game. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm excited because I, I feel like you can, you could go into this game ready to just really ready for anything. Right. And, and I keep thinking about this game. It's really hard for me to figure out how this game is going to go. Um, and there's some really interesting matchups here in terms of offense versus defense for both sides of the ball. Right. You've, you've really got, you've really got a tale of two teams one team that has a, a decent offense and a really good defense, and then you've got an, uh, another team that has a really good offense and, and not a great defense. And so is it going to come down to the more complete team? or are we going to look at something like like you said, like we saw against the chiefs where this this high powered offense you know finally breaks through and then the, the levy breaks, right? And, and you yeah. think about that Chiefs game, I think sometimes we forget it was a one score game going into the fourth quarter. They were right. close. That game mm-hmm. was close. And then the Chiefs just absolutely broke it open. Uh, but that game felt you know, like a blowout when in reality, I mean, the final score was, but it was competitive for the first three quarters. So this mm-hmm. is going to be a fun game. I'm excited. I'm excited for the game. I'm excited to be there. Um, the rain as it stands right now, we've said it earlier, supposed to be showers early in the morning, and then it's supposed to hold off and maybe not come back until – the, the late afternoon. So there could be no rain at all um, for the game itself. That's my hope, obviously as a fan that has to sit in it, but, um, but yeah, also it's, it's Thursday and, and those weather reports can change pretty quickly. So we'll have to see, Um, but let's go ahead and, and kind of take a look at the matchups. And I wanted to start uh, we'll start with the 49ers offense versus the dolphins defense. And so I'm just going to throw some numbers out for you. Uh, in terms of DVOA DBO, rankings for the 49ers offense and then for the Dolphins defense. So as it stands right now, uh, the 49ers offense is ranked 10th overall in offense of DVOA. They are 21st in rush DVOA, and they are fifth in pass DVOA, which is surprising, right? That's surprising for for this team that we many people view as as a running team. And in reality, this team has been far more successful throwing the ball this season than they have uh, rushing the ball. Though, over their past, since this Christian McCaffrey trade, that that rush DVOA, if you just isolate since McCaffrey has been there, uh, I believe they are, I think they're in the top five. So, they've gotten, Mm -hmm. obviously, better. Um, The Dolphins' defense, overall, 17th ranked in DVOA, uh, 12th against the rush and 25th against the pass. So... There's some unique there's some unique matchups here at least on at least I think so because if you look at the way to attack this Dolphins defense it's through the air. They're yeah. they're 25th against the pass. They're actually decent defending the run. So my question is is Kyle Shanahan going to put this game in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands because based on based on the matchup that's really the game plan that he should probably be looking at. Now Willie I don't know, um, but the good news in terms of offensive side of the ball, Christian McCaffrey was back at practice today, and so was Spencer Burford, so it looks like McCaffrey will be uh, in the game, and Burford will as well, and then like you said, uh, Mitchell has gone out. Now it's going to be Ty Davis-Price and Jordan Mason. Haven't heard a whole lot about Tevin Coleman. I'm hoping that that it's it's just those two, um, at least mm-hmm. for this game, But but we will see.
0: Yeah, I think that. With looking at that Dolphins defense, you mentioned the DVOA numbers to to further that. So they're 22nd in the league in passing yards allowed. And they are 10th in the league in rushing yards allowed. So I think that to your point, that they're going to be able to be beat through the air if it's going to happen. And it's going to be a lot of the short, quick throws similar to what we saw against, uh, well, not necessarily against Arizona, but the, the idea of Jimmy kind of like being able to stem the tide a little bit, uh, in the first half, especially is I, you'll see a similar game plan as they saw, as we saw in Arizona and, and well, Mexico against Arizona. And I think a lot of the short, quick stuff dump offs to, to the running backs, McCaffrey. The only thing that I'm kind of concerned about when, when we look at that, the safety outlet stuff is that we don't know what we've got from Jordan Mason and TDP in terms of catching the ball. We know they can run. We know, especially, especially Jordan Mason, we know he can run well, but, Can they be receiver? Can he be a receiving threat out of the backfield? And I think that that's a a big deal this year in the offense that we haven't seen in years past. Is having that just running back out of the backfield to dump off to as a safety outlet, and and they necessarily like they haven't necessarily used it too much. But I think that at some point, if you have to dink and dunk a team to death, then do it. Uh, There was no Debo at practice today, so that's one thing as well that that we should be paying attention to. Very, very closely. He's got a hamstring injury, which is uh, those soft tissue injuries. You just never know. So, I think that in that sense, it it will lend a sort of credence to the idea that guys like George Kittle, guys like McCaffrey, use check maybe more involved in passing game that they, than they have in the past. McCaffrey, obviously, you know, he's been heavily involved here and there. But I think that it's going to be that type of game where yards will be hard to come by, but you are going to have to be able to play three yards at a time, basically, and be, be okay with that. And can Kyle do that? I mean, we'll see yeah. the, the matchup that I'm kind of looking at right now, like they, they they've got Melvin Ingram and, and Bradley Chubb as as, yeah. as their defensive ends. Yeah. That is a huge matchup. And the way that the Niners offensive line p- played last week, they have to tighten that up. They have to give Jimmy time. It's not surprising that he, he threw an almost pick and he had several other throws that were kind of close it's not surprising, he was under pressure all day. He was getting battered all day. And if that they allow that to happen again, then it's gonna be supremely difficult because you already know that you're down one, one of your starting running backs. I consider Elijah Mitchell and CMC start like one A and one sure. B, right? They're both yeah. starters. So so mm-hmm. you're down one of your running backs, and you're 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 short on that at that position group, and you're gonna to have to throw the ball. And if, if they can't protect, yeah. I believe Mel, Melvin Ingram has what, five sacks this year, I think. He's got five. Yeah, they don't uh, have
1: they don't yeah. have impressive sack numbers. Um, but again, Chubb is Chubb came at the trade deadline. So he's only yeah. been he's only been with them for three games. I want to say three games, yeah. Yeah,
0: three games. He has he has one yeah. and a half sacks in three games. Uh Ingram has has five. Okay. So yeah. again, like Trent Williams, whoever whoever Trent Williams has will be neutralized. I'm okay with that side, right? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Left side of the line, we're fine with that, right? It's that right side that, that scares me, specifically yeah. like McGlinchy, right? And he will see one of Chubb or Ingram.
1: And, and that is Jimmy
0: game is good.
1: Yeah, and, and and Chubb, Chubb wrecked shop in that Denver game earlier this mm-hmm. season when he was when he was on Denver. He he was in the backfield a lot. And so mm-hmm. that's definitely something to take a look at. Um, you know, it's interesting you mentioned uh, both Debo and um and Kittle. Um Akash of Niners Nation tweeted this out earlier today. The Dolphins are 29th in DVOA defending tight ends in the passing game. Uh mm-hmm. the only teams worse are Arizona, Jacksonville, and New York. Right and what did George Kittle do against Arizona? So you're you're right. This definitely could be a George Kittle game, especially uh, if Debo isn't going to go. But the other thing that I wanted to talk about uh, our uh, our illustrious colleague, uh, Mr. Al Sacco, tweeted this out earlier today as well. Debo Samuel has not been Debo Samuel this season, Um, and it's it's really kind of drastic. In 2021 uh now again this is over the full season right we've only we've only had eleven games so far uh but in twenty twenty one uh debo is getting uh seven and a half targets a game uh for almost five receptions and uh almost eighty eight yards a game in twenty twenty two the targets are there the receptions are almost identical but the yards fifty one yards his his depth of target has been so shallow. And so it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I said it earlier, uh, Matt Barrows from the athletic is going to be on. And that's going to be one of the questions that I ask him is what, what does, what is his, his opinion on what's been going on with Debo? Why, why has he been relatively uh, quiet this season? Why, why, why haven't we seen more downfield uh, routes from him and things like that? So it will definitely be interesting uh, like I said, the Dolphins are better at defending the run than the pass. And so we'll see if Kyle Shanahan is, is finally willing to start kind of putting things in, in Jimmy's hands. Cause we've seen it before. We've seen them come out and be pass happy against teams that are selling out to stop the run. That's what we did against the Rams. So they did against the Cardinals. Right. And so we've seen it now. Are we going to see it again? And and I think, I think if the 49ers offense is going to be successful it is going to be uh, through the air against this Dolphins defense. But let's go ahead, switch gears. Let's look at this high power Dolphins offense against... Sorry, one, one, one thought on Debo. One thought on Debo. Oh, Real go quick. ahead. Go ahead. So with Debo, I think
0: what you're seeing is possibly just Kyle being Kyle and evolving his scheme to give the ball to guys that are thriving the most. And that's Brandon Ayuk, McCaffrey, Mitchell, when he was healthy. And maybe it's just that type of scheme, right? Where it just revolves around the hot hand. And we saw this really, especially when in 2021, when they started running Debo out of the backfield in the second half of the season. And that kind of was the jolt that got this team going. So I'm wondering if it's a similar sort of deal this year where they're going to start featuring Debo a little bit more as we get closer to the playoffs to possibly have that, that same sort of effect where, you haven't seen much of him, and we have all these things that we want to do with him, and there'll be a time and a place for it, and they may just unleash that closer to the playoffs. It's wishful thinking because he's an important piece of the offense. He's an important player. He was the MVP last year of the team. Yeah, You'd argue, oh, but I don't think it's an argument. <laughs> yeah, he was the, he was the, yeah. team, the team MVP last year, but yeah. I think that you know it could be one of those things where are you just keeping him on ice until you need him, or I'm I'm hoping this it's that because this is an embarrassment of riches on on offense, and if you can't get all of them the ball at some point. And get them in space at some point. Then it's then it's it's really not a good look.
1: Yeah, and I think you know Kyle Shanahan is is known for one. I mean, one of the one of his the reputation that he has right is that he's really good at setting up plays at the beginning of the game that he's going to use again at the end of the game to use the defense's response to the play initially against them later in the game. Right, um, and he's also notorious for not wanting to put things on tape too early. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering, like you said, maybe that's what we're looking at. Maybe, maybe part of it is, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to try and spread the ball around. We're not going to try and feature one guy or another. Right. But I've got so many plans for this guy. I've got so many plans for this guy. So it will definitely be interesting. But part of the problem is sometimes that's to Kyle Shanahan's detriment. All of a sudden we get to the fourth quarter and it's like, Great. You didn't use these plays, but now you're down two scores and and now you've Mm -hmm. lost this game. So hopefully, hopefully we see Debo not only get involved, but start to be uh, a bigger piece of this offense, uh, especially as we get later into the season. And then, you know, obviously the hope is a postseason and they're well positioned for that. But uh, we're going to have to see.